The Mac and F train is in full locomotion and Saturday night games every week, please. My name is Jarvey and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Simon, Cameron and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Um, before, before we've got a lot to get into here, but before we do, I missed last last week's podcast because like Paddy before me, it was my turn in Turkey getting my hair transplant. Um, <laughs> just thought it was worth reiterating that Liam Boyce retired Scott Brown at Tynecastle with step overs. <laughs> and your hair's looking smashing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I look like a young Kevin Kyle now. Um, I just felt it was uh, it was important that that was said for the record, so it lives here forever. <clears throat> um, I've got a, a fucker if a sore throat and can barely talk. Um, that's what happens when you sit in section N on a Saturday night on your birthday, um, and you'll hear Paddy's voice shortly. Paddy's full of COVID as well, so we're we're very broken here on the podcast. Um, the Ken who's no broken, Hammy, you were on the telly tonight. <laughs> I was. It was uh, my big break. I'll be leaving the podcast after this. Genuinely <laughs> angelic. <laughs> yeah, it was. <clears throat> Your beard looked majestic. Oh, I combed it. Like I combed it a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you freshly shaved your head? Don't know. Nah, I done that for the weekend, but right, okay. it just it just happened to be a good time. <laughs> and like I said, I put contact lenses in because usually I'm a specky hearts bastard, like everyone. Oh, great. No, you've done a, a superb job, Hammy. Uh, well done. We're open to beard product sponsorship, by the way, if anybody's out there listening. <laughs> and some lem soup, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. I think you need to get, get yourself back to Turkey and get a new voice box, Paddy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I, and Hammy, you were speaking about uh, this, the Scottish Cup, who you're wanting and all that. Um, so we might as well get to that just now. Um, speaking of Scottish Cup, so timing wise and stuff, we're recording this like just, just after eight o'clock. Celtic game's currently underway. So we can't talk about who we've drew, but by the time this is it, you'll know. But who are you just wanting, boys? What's your thoughts? Semi then final. Then he yeah. said Dundee United. What's your thoughts? I mean, surely that's who you'd want at this point. You'd want Dundee United. <laughs> he said that they you had to say it. I, I I agree with you, Hammy, what you said on the news. I think if we're going to play Hibs in one of these games, I'd rather it was the semi-final, because honestly, I don't know if my heart could take another final, but oh, no. it's the 10-year anniversary, so it would kind of feel fitting. Because was the one in 2012 the first time it had ever happened? No. A Scottish Cup final? Nah. I think it happened once Hibs. before. Right. Mm-hmm. And like 1800 and something or something. Like that, yeah. So Bobby Walker probably scored six. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like the first time in. Aye. But I don't think anyone years. would have seen it alive, put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not going to be done to United, but the Celtic are winning. Really? <laughs> Aye. Uh, I mean, the thing is, for, for the Hearts Hibs final, you're talking both of us to beat for Celtic and Rangers to lose in the two semi finals. 
like that you know when you look at the if you were to look at the betting odds yeah. they'd be getting pretty big by that point um but if you want to win it you've got to beat one of them if not both of them eh? so uh, does it really matter who we get we can we can just go and do it you just have to win just have to go for it we've done it before <clears throat> mm-hmm. Aye, exactly um Good, we shall see. Um, and I, by the time you're listening to this listener, you'll know fine well. Um, but I buzzing to, I'm like really no feeling another night out right now. <laughs> but, How are we day, feeling about Hamden? Oh, feeling like I might offer to be the driver. <laughs> <laughs> Any anyone here wanting it at Murrayfield or, or anything nah. like that? Well, I saw nah. a tweet about Good. that earlier. Good. About folk not even wanting that conversation to start. Aye. Fair, fair enough. Murrayfield is fucking shite for football games. Yeah, it's funny. Like I've, I've heard a few people like Kevin Kyle um, on Open Goal talking about how good Murrayfield was and stuff like that and thinking, like, where were you sitting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a sweet deal with the SRU. <laughs> it would probably uh, be fine. Pop. It would probably be fine for like an Edinburgh Derby where it was, you know, mostly full. I think the problem is we played in it at times where there was nobody there. But at the same time, I want my day out, so I want it to be through in Glasgow. Aye. Aye. I want the, you know, Witherspoons having your breakfast and a pint away for a train, the full full experience. Um, and we'll find out if it's on the Saturday or the Sunday at some point over the next day as well, eh? I was thinking this earlier, and I've not looked, but I would guess it might be dictated where if Rangers are still in Europe, because if they if they're playing the Thursday night, I'd imagine it'll have to be the Sunday. But I don't yeah. know if that's that's the same week. I think you're right, and also if it's Celtic and Rangers, then that'll be the Sunday. That's a whole lot lot of common sense for the SFA. That's, <laughs> that's also very hopeful that Rangers get that far. That's like another over a month away. So that's another couple of rounds of the Europa League, surely. It's, it's, it's not that long, is it? It's like the 17th April, 16th, 17th April, is it not? Um, but they're, they're pretty much through this round and it'll just be after the, a game in the next round. So I think that could very much come into it. Um, well, yeah, we, we shall see. It's very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Um, and, I, and that's the, the first time ever, Hammy, um, that, that these four teams presuming Celtic win here, Celtic Rangers, Hearts and Hibs have been the four semi-finalists. That's quite incredible, isn't it? I, I saw that and I could not believe it, but yeah, the facts back it up. I think there's been a few times where there's been three in the semis, um, but, but never all four, which, you know, Hearts and Hibs have both had really good periods, maybe not necessarily winning the Scottish Cup for Hibs, way, but like good periods of getting in there and <laughs> You know, sadly, Hibs have got a, a much better record of getting to Hamden than us over the last like, 10, 15 years. So, yeah. Um, it means I, absolutely fuck all when they yeah. get the trophies. So. You're, um, you don't get anything for second place. Or you get a medal, you can chuck it away, Gary O'Connor and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought that was weird because at some point you'd like to say that it's the four biggest teams in Scotland at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, well this season, definitely the top three, and then what? Where are Hibs? Are Hibs fourth now? I think they. Um, I, no, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're still fourth. Right, aye. So, aye, the top four teams. Yeah. 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 And the, the good thing is, if you did get an Edinburgh Derby, 
in one of these games, be it a semi or a final, it would actually have to finish with a winner, which is a massive change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't know if I can deal with that. I, I, I can uh, remember quite freshly the build-up to the last Edinburgh Derby final. It was uh, as intense as any and that morning. Like how busy all the stations were and Aye. how all that was coordinated and that was just pandemonium. Well worth it, obviously. <laughs> what a day. Um, speaking of uh, trips to Hamden and all that, um, we've got a Scotland game coming up. Um, our game against Ukraine is obviously off uh, due to the, the travesties over there. But we've got a, a friendly game now against a good Poland side coming up uh, later this month. So let's talk about Hearts players and, and who we could see getting called up um, alongside Craig Gordon and John Souter, if he's not for the rest of the season. <laughs> who knows? He might, um, he might be in the showers and fine. Who knows? <laughs> I think the one, the, the obvious ones are our top players right now. I've kind of got three in mind, players who haven't been in the Scotland squad or for a while or at all. Um, Barry Mackay. I think he's, in my opinion, maybe the most likely to get a, a call-up. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Kingsley and then Craig Alcott. But I don't think either of them to actually get into the squad. But you, you could, you, they, they deserve it. Like They are good, but there's just so much talent in those positions right now. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a bit of a mixed squad. So it being a friendly, you might not see some of the guys who would have played had it been the playoff game. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I suspect yeah. some of the top players will <coughs> will play a lot less or at all. Um, than you would have expected. And does anyone know, is it unlimited subs because it's a friendly or is it still limited to three or five? I'd imagine it's unlimited. Yeah, because often these internationals, they do unlimited subs, don't they? Yeah. Also, um, you get the squad's out tomorrow. Okay, cool. Well, is it tomorrow, is it? There you yeah. go. Um, like the interesting one, what you think, we do have a bit of a lack of depth in attack. And um, what's oh, his name's just went out of my head, the, the hip striker. Kevin Nisbet being injured for the rest of the season, if not the rest of 2022, by the way. Insane. Um, we might you might see Barry Mackay get called up there as one of the forwards because I mean if you're if you're looking at it, who they classed as a forward before, you're talking Ryan Christie's, even Ryan Fraser falls under that bracket. He's played a wing bag. So you might see Barry Mackay get called up in there. He deserves it. He's been absolutely phenomenal. It'll probably be Ollie McBurney. <laughs> I don't know. Who openly doesn't want to actually play for Scotland, despite uh, tweeting that he wants to play for Scotland. What he's actually said when he's no been watched says otherwise. And it's funny that because no one in Scotland wants Ollie McBurney to play for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy Halliday, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Sorry, if Halliday gets a cap while he plays for Hearts, I'll get his tat- I'll get his name tattooed on Mars. Aye, that go. seems like absolutely fair enough. <laughs> Where it says get called up tomorrow, Aye. you oh, tell it your player. Oh man, imagine. I mean, to be fair, if you were to compare Grant Hanley and Craig Halkett. <laughs> <just saying. laughs> um one man we could do would be in Scottish at times. Uh, Liam Boyce, he's on 15 goals for the season at the moment. <clears throat> he didn't score against St Mirren there. Um, we've got 10 games left to play now this season. 
including post-split a semi-final and um, Scottish Cup final. Um, so we, we now need a goal every other game to to do it, to break that 20-goal barrier. Um, can you see it now, especially deployed in this deeper 10 role? It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Liam Boyce didn't score another goal this season. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he scored a goal a game to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's, I, I don't think goals define him as how good uh, an impactful a player he is for Hearts. But he is a bit patchy like goals-wise. He, he goes through phases of scoring and then mm-hmm. goes games without scoring. So we'll see. We'll see what Liam Boyce shows up. It would be good if he did. Yeah, Aye, exactly. We might see Ellis Sims go from four goals to over ten goals by the end of the season. I mean, I think having Ellis Sims really taking the pressure off him. Um, he's he's just his what is that like four goals he's got now? Ellis Sims four and eight or something. Aye. and it just it just takes the pressure off. It stops us being so reliant on on one player because I'm pretty sure Hammy, you might know that is GMS still one of our fucking top goal scorers this season. <laughs> um, he will. Be, well, actually, maybe not after. Oh, in the league, I've only got in the league stats. In the oh. league, yeah, GMS is still second top in right. assists, I think. So, well, it, goals were needed. Yeah. No. Um. Good. Good. <clears throat> um. That was kind of it for for news. Just one final thing. Cleve Dicamona was talking to the papers, talking about how much he loved the Hearts. He played for us with two broken legs and that. <laughs> just a, a nod to the big man we've not forgotten and you're definitely a club legend <clears throat> no doubt about it <laughs> speaking of said club legends and uh, cult heroes um, last week Simon proposed Andy Webster which was hotly contested by Hammy and Cameron I've got to say listening back to the podcast it's always nice to hear Cameron's tears um, <laughs> but the, the polls on social media um, well, on, on Instagram, they're suggesting that he is indeed a club legend. Hammy, what about Twitter? How's that looking for the poll? It was 60-40, I think, last time I checked. Let me just have a quick look now, because <clears throat> it, it was actually it's 69 well to 31, so uh, it's a club legend. So Interesting. Ideal. Didn't they think that would happen? Uh, I thought it would be a bit tighter than that on Twitter. There yeah. you go, Simon. It was a good one. It was debatable. That's what we're after here. There was there was somebody in the replies on Twitter saying, um, is there a neither option because they can't forgive him for turning his back on the clubs? I don't think that's unfair. <laughs> yeah, but he did do it when he was not getting paid. <laughs> it's funny you say that because a friend of ours and a listener they messaged me on Instagram and said that he's a club legend, was a rat when he tried, um, tried for his move to Rangers, but all is forgiven after that date in May. Never again. Enough. Um, bye, Cameron. It's, it's your turn. Who, who have you got for us? Well, now, we want a debate. I'll, I'll give you some debate. Is it okay, I'm asking this, is it okay to debate your current club manager as a club legend or cult <laughs> hero? Oh, there's so many layers to this one. Now, here's the case, right? As a player, must be about a decade at the club. Um, spent a long time to the point that he had a testimonial. I remember going. Um, 249 games. He scored that goal in Europe. Uh, Scottish Cup winner. 
as a youth in 98 and as a senior in the squad in 2006. Scored in the shootout in 2006 against Gretna. He's uh, had two stints as manager, obviously. Come in twice and got us out of the championship. Now, I was looking on London Hearts earlier, and if you look at win stats, or his win percentage, he is the fourth in his first stint and fifth in his current stint winning percentage of all permanent Hearts managers. Now, there you go. For me, that fits the bill as, as, as club legend. Club legend? He was better than Cafu. He's definitely a club legend. 100% a club legend. Yeah. If you were to put Andy Webster there, yeah, exactly. it makes no sense otherwise. Andy Webster, who won more and played more games. And played for Scotland. Ah, Robin Nielsen got a Scotland decaf or something. Exactly. <laughs> Robin Nielsen is definitely a club legend. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think you can maybe make an argument for a cult hero for the the tackle. Um, and then oh, the I never even mentioned the tackle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I, I think it's a step too far to say a club legend. I think he is, it is possible if you then if he goes on to do something this season, like get us into Europe and, and win the Scottish Cup. Now we're, we're verging on it. But nah, not right now. Club legend, and he got a Scotland cap in 2006. Is that, the, is that the Australia game where Ian Black got a cap oh, as well? Don't got that information. <laughs> <laughs> it was a... It was a 2-0 defeat to Ukraine and <laughs> oh, a, a Euro 2008 qualifier. Oh, so it was an actual important game. Well, never, never realised that. Is that a very good one, Cameron? Very good one. I, I honestly don't know. I think it depends if we win the Scottish Cup this year for me. It seems harsh, though, because you would be judging everybody else, I guess, on what they've done, but because he's still there, and I, I did this purposely, but because he's still there, you're going to build things in like he needs to do this. Aye, uh, he's 100% a club legend for me. Yeah, I agree, Paddy, completely. Ami, what are you thinking? You're very quiet. <laughs> I feel like I've criticised him a lot this year, so if I call him a legend, it's a bit... Hmm. Um, but uh, you've got to take the point that maybe if you just forget about are we judging him on just being a player or is it player and manager? I mean, I've heard both. Yeah, surely just total affiliation of the club. I am. Um, I'm going to stick with cult hero at the moment. And I do actually feel a bit shy about that, but I. Well, so it's a 50-50 split between the four years. <clears throat> Have you got the cast and vote then, Johnny? Oh, I don't know. I'm no. I'm just the host here. I'm not. Guy <laughs> <laughs> bag. I never normally sit on the fence. That's Cameron's job. <laughs> um, that's a very good one, Cameron. I look forward to seeing the polls for that one. Probably be fights. They'll probably be folk meeting in Salton Park. <laughs> Ideal. Good. Um, well, well, in a week we are hashtag free Mac and F has started trending. <laughs> it was only appropriate that Jambo's kickback went in isolation and a special nod to the good man. So, Hammy, over to you. 
away and don't talk a lot of shame. I, I wanted to turn the clock back a bit because I know that we have been, um, or when I say we, I mean, there's one person in this podcast who has been tooting the train horn of Mac and F for ages. Who's, now, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> now, we've all been jumping on this train as well and hoping for the Mac and F train to burst, but it's not always been like that way. With one player saying, there is nothing I've seen in McInef that suggests he should start before Benny or Devlin. The guy has played quite a few games now and looks pretty average to me. Now, this was only, I think, about a week ago before he came on and completely changed the game. Somebody else says he is lightweight and needs emptied. Too many shite performances from him. Haring is getting back up to the gorgy rules apply mindset. Fuck the Hibs. I don't know why the fuck the Hibs bits at the end, but you know I'm not going to leave it out. I'll be honest, I want the lad to do well. Like the idea of box-to-box midfielders, but not being too impressed when he has started. We'd like him to get a good run of games, though, which is what he never seems to get. Definitely outshines Woodburn. Um, another one says, see nothing to suggest he deserves a start in the first all-fit 11, but he must surely be ahead of Woodburn. I like Woodburn, and he's obviously a really good technician, but his heart is clearly not in playing for us. I'll forgive him pulling out 50-50 challenges. I hope Mac Duff doesn't lose heart and keeps pushing and training. Certainly looks like he's a fighter when he comes on. With another one saying, good player, little end product. Our weakest area is up front and attacking, mids, inside forwards. He needs to improve up there. Another one says, I've seen nothing from him this season to suggest he should be playing in the first 11 for hearts. He needs it emptied as soon as possible. No, this what was a, a bit of a theme. On? This was going on um, about. <laughs> is this all before Saturday night? This uh, right. no, a couple of them were actually after Saturday night. Wait, <laughs> what? Psychopaths. Um, Psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but there's Paddy with that voice. <laughs> a lot of that was before Saturday night, but a couple of those were after. Were actually after. A lot of the ones saying I've seen nothing. So the one where. I see nothing to suggest he deserves a start in the first 11 when everyone is fit. That was said yesterday at half five. Fat boy's not for that person. <laughs> and also, the, the, there's, there might be some points that he's he's not getting in over Padden and Benny, but we're not asking him to play there. We're asking him to probably play like where he came on at the weekend, like on the right or attack in mid. Well, yeah. obviously, uh, Woodburn like... was brought up a lot as well. Aye. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like us going. Oh well, and then I see Boyce getting in over Suter and Halkett. <laughs> <laughs> so he's um. There were, like I say, there is a lot of fans that were were tooting his horn, jumping on the train as well. But there's still a few people who can't see what he adds. I've never liked them. I think um, I thought he was excellent when he came on. You can't argue with the goal and assist coming on. Um, I think he offers more than Woodburn, um, who Woodburn just fucking frustrates me now. I also read a fact that McInef has less minutes than Nan Dweely, and he's left now. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. The, the other thing for me, like we're playing Woodburn, is that a lot of this is that Woodburn goes at the end of the season and we don't really get any benefit. Like McInef's our player, so he's the one you should be kind of pushing and trying to get into yeah. the score. <clears throat> yeah, that we paid money for. <laughs> do, do you think, Cameron, after that performance, that you will see McInerney start against Livingston? Well, it might be, it might 
just be one of the buy sell questions <laughs> this week. <laughs> but for me, for me, like he has to. Aye, he really does. I think yeah, he might have going to. for surgery, isn't he? So there's still going to be a bit of a gap there if Janelli's still injured. GMS is out. Mm-hmm. GMS broke his hand. He's had an operation on on, on his way back. What was Janelli again? Pulled up at the end. I think it was like a hamstring or something. Oh, was it? So him and and they, Devlin didn't play on, did he? No, no, he was out as well. A few alcohols before that. (laughs) We have to tell the listeners that we met at two o'clock on Saturday. (laughs) That was a bit later. A wee bit later, but (laughs) best. And and that moment, that moment for the Mac and F goal, boys. It was it was sensationally. It was one of those goals which you get to celebrate twice, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so good just to hear the St. Mirren fans just completely just go nothing, <laughs> just complete instantly go silent. Oh, it was so satisfying, so satisfying because it looked like yeah. an absolute bounce in that end. So I'm so happy that it just killed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the the fact that we you literally all went mental and then realised who had actually scored it until it it was was the best. Part. <laughs> We were the other end of the park. I couldn't see. I couldn't see like the park in front of me. One thing, so like, shout out to to their boy for the the equaliser. That's one of the best goals I've ever seen at Tyne Castle. Aye, it was incredible, incredible. Well, we'll, we'll come on to that. Let's not praise St Mirren too much, yeah. No, um, but what what a weird wee club! Like they genuinely see us as they are as their rival now. Eh? I don't care. Like, I don't know where, where they got that from. Like, why do you think? Well, they seem to constantly tart back to that, uh, the St. Mirren game where it was the last game before the pandemic and um, the Obika goal. They constantly seem to tweet about that. So, I yeah. can get it right, random. Right. Well, that's them pumped a good handful of times since. So Four times a season we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want any more St. Mirren? <laughs> Incredible, and uh, I must admit, I took three layers off when Mac and Ed scored. <laughs> How many layers were you wearing? Three. <laughs> um, I've never done that at Ten Castle before. <laughs> Will I do it again? Probably. <laughs> so if you if you saw a really bad dad bod, um. After that goal, I can only apologise. Um, just on that, there's been a we've spoke about this on many different podcast episodes, but I just ask you again after seeing Ben Woodburn say he wants to come and stay at Hearts on a two three year deal, and he wants to come out, come in on like a kind of mid range salary. Um, say he's earning about the same as Halkett or something. Would you would you be happy with that, or would you rather look elsewhere at this stage now? Now, Paddy, let's hear your sexy voice. Hardly heard from you the night. What would you reckon? Um, no, but this is probably not what everybody else thinks. I thought he actually had a not bad first half in the St Mirren game. I thought he looked quite lively. Mm. The second half he was mince, but I thought in the first half he was decent, but I wouldn't, that's not enough for me to give him a contract. Yeah. Uh, for, for any level coming in? No. Play okay. Mackinac. Hey, well, hopefully we, we do between now and the end of the season. 
Yeah, that, that's the thing, Paddy. He does have his moments. Like, he does look really good in phases, doesn't he? Yeah. But Because their centre-backs some problems in that first half, but and that, for, uh, that Tate at right-back as well, or left-back for St Mirren, he was causing them problems for the whole of the first half, but... Hmm. No, nah, he's not done enough to warrant a contract. Not on the money that he'd want either. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we could get better for how much he'd actually want. Yeah. Whether whether he develops into a good player or not, I don't know if he'll develop into that player at Hearts. Mm-hmm. Aye, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't care less if he went like I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have be like oh. Aye, um. I'm trying to think if there's anyone. I mean, GMS has been all right since we signed him up permanently, but Mm-mm. I can't really think of any other player that we have like that. Because although they're wingers, GMS and Woodburn clearly don't play like Janelli and and Barry Mackay. They play completely differently. They're a, yeah. they're a very definite type of winger that Nielsen mm-hmm. seems to like to play. So, yeah, yeah. Aye, but they're, they're kind of inside forwards where Ginelli is more of an actual out-and-out winger kind of thing. Aye. Yeah. Good. Um, aye, McInef. And for the for our fourth, his assist was beautiful as well. That's probably aye. the most like winger thing we've seen McInef do. What a ball, eh? Aye, it was a great ball. So, aye, I think I'll, I know how I'll, I'll be answering to your buy-or-sell question, <laughs> Mr Cameron. Um. And Dan, you, you were going, you had your top off in the diggers after the game, talking about him, Cameron, just walking a bit, raising <laughs> back around. Uh, aye, if you say so. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> well, thank you, Hammy. Like some folk on kickback, as uh, to quote Paddy, are psychopaths. Uh, <laughs> but many of them are just fine. Um, before we speak about the game, Tenant sixes. Um, Paddy, you done it last week when you had more of a voice. Um, a bit of a, a makeshift team, you could say. But uh, I may I have forgotten know. about doing it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad team. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, and it's my turn this week. I didn't want to double burden Cameron with uh, a cult hero and, and his sixes. So I'm going to have a, a shot. I spent way too much time on it today, um, as you do. Um, and the terms, if you can't remember, that's six players, um, one of which has to be a keeper, and it's 39 years old or over and has to be relatively realistic. Um, is mine realistic? I, w- I would say so. In my alternative universe, there's lots of cinch and Sky Sports money chucked at it. <laughs> I'd like to bring one of them in. Um, my formation, I've got a keeper, and ahead of the keeper, I'm playing a 1-3-2. Okay. Uh, Ingles and Aniemi. I know. I know he's already been said, but he's in mind too. He's a Scandinavian, so you know he's going to be in good shape somewhere, sitting in a sauna. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's still... Did you say a one-three-two of outfield players because that gives you seven players instead of six. <laughs> or do you mean a one as in the keeper counts as the one? Oh, the one one as the keeper. Sorry, I'm oh, not going to play a defender. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no defenders come. Um, by and you know any name, he's, he's just going to be good. Eh? You can just tell. No, I haven't seen him in over 10 years, but he just can't be in good shape and do a job. Um, right, three in midfield out wide. I've got Larry Kingston, um, 41 years old. So Fresh you picked you picked Niemi because you think he'd be in shape, <laughs> yeah. 
and you've also picked Kingston. Sweeper keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Need to do some of the legwork back there. But Larry Kingston, 41. Um, he'd be strolling about smoking fags. Dan Rabona's having a lovely time. Uh, and on the other wing, Jose Cotongo. <laughs> he'd probably be steaming. Um, but also, full <laughs> <laughs> of tricks. Um, and rinsing folk in that, it would be fantastic. Um, Annie Niemi would definitely be doing a lot of running about because doing the middle, who a midfielder who had I'd asked to go box to box, who would just laugh and say, No, I'm no Paul Hartley. <laughs> um, I think he'd do a, do a job, he wouldn't move a bit, but you can, he would spray balls about the place and do a, do a fine job. Um, up front. I really wanted to put David Abua. I'm sure you're expecting that, but he's only 37 <laughs> years old. He doesn't qualify. Um, but here, here's one for you. For this was a shout. Went for Roman Bednar, um, who I'd be incredibly surprised if he turned up on the day. But I think he'd be, be worth the gamble. He turns 39 on the 26th of March and therefore qualifies for the summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And my, finally, mother striker. Uh, I went for, I couldn't remember there, I went for uh, Ricardo Fuller, um, one of my favourite players growing up. Um, I'm, I'm not actually sure what age he is now. I'm sure I read 42, and I am sure that is wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's my team. Hi, some team. I, I'm a bit confused about how, how many are going to actually turn up. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I've got I've I've got a question. Have you been on Larry Kingston's Wikipedia today, and changing things by any chance? <laughs> no, I have not. Because because it currently says in 2007, while on loan with us, he played 102 games and scored 714 goals. <laughs> I remember that. What a season! The glory days. Some player. <laughs> no, I'm not claiming that one. Um, but that's my team Niemi um, Kingston and Kutongo at wide Paul Hartley in the middle and Roman Bentner and Ricardo Fuller up front it's the type of team that I'd, I'd want to go and watch if they turned up aye me too definitely a lot of fun in that team aye. we'd finish bottom of the league <laughs> <laughs> but the people would be paying tickets to see the hearts <laughs> exactly aye. Um, good, right, let's talk about um, a, a better squad of players, Simon. Um, a vast number of injuries, Vol. Uh, we had three under-18s on the bench, but how did we line up for this one? So, um, in terms of how we actually lined up on the park, <laughs> couldn't really remember the first wee bit. Um, so, it was Craig Gordon and goal. Um we kind of, when we seen the lineup, were unsure whether maybe Haran would start at centre back, or maybe it would be the three at the back with Haran, Halkett, and Kingsley, and then Halliday and Atkinson as the sort of five at the back again. A lot of chatter about it, but um, it was Stephen Kingsley in a back four alongside Halkett, Atkinson, and Halliday, and I thought every single one of them was actually pretty fucking good. And I think seeing Kingsley being able to play in a four at the back is great news because then we don't actually have to resort back to that five at the back where we can't actually create a single fucking chance. 
Haring and Benny in midfield, um, Woodburn and Mackay on the wings, and Liam Boyce, Sims up front with Boyce sort of dropping in and into that 10 position. I can't give anyone a bad bad review. I thought everyone was absolutely fucking quality. St Mirren had maybe 10 minutes in the second half where they got their goals, and I thought, oh, fuck, we're going to lose this year. But um, Sim, eh, not Sims, um, there was a, a great sub, made it 67 minutes. And it was Aaron McInef, and I thought he changed the game. I genuinely do. Um, his goal was his first touch. That's insane. <laughs> and it was literally a, a sort of knee and thigh. But you've got to be making those runs and be in those places. He's not in there because he's not working hard. Mm-hmm. It's actually a correction on that. It was his second touch. Was it actually? Which, which actually makes it more impressive when you watch it back because he starts that counter uh, did he play out wide? Did he play out to the right? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry. I right, well, good ball. for him then. Right, we don't see that enough. The midfielders getting mm-hmm. into the box and getting goals. And he came on and done exactly what we needed. Aye. Um, but if we if we just go for the beginning, I thought we started absolutely brilliant. And um, I thought we were all over them. We were creating so many chances. And then our actual goal, our first goal was at like 15 minutes in. How Ellis Sims doesn't score for that bad Barry McCarthy pass <laughs> is absolutely beyond me. And the criticism of him is maybe needing five chances to score one seemed to be true, but his, his movement's good, he's getting there. But what were your fucking odds on the person to be following that in being Benny Beningame? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, incredible. And you know, I, that's, I normally go at the game sober. Normally got a good routine, pee before the game, pee after the game. Had to go to the toilet because I drank about 50 pints beforehand and I missed Benny scoring. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, I also had to pee and I missed the Haring goal. So (laughs) it was a a good laugh. I'm pretty sure when we went 2-2, Hammy actually went to the toilet for a while to to see if the the charm would work a third time. (laughs) It didn't matter when it went. Um, what was it, Simon? When it went three two, yeah. I thought it was one nil. No, no, no. It was when it was two one at half time. You were talking about how one nil's no bad, and you actually didn't believe us. It was two one until your Sky Sports app loaded up and showed you it was two one. Oh man, what a shocker! Um, aye, but that Haring goal, um, from what I've seen in terms of highlights and on Twitter. Looked a good one. Um, wouldn't expect Haring to be making those runs into the box as well. Peter Haring had a very good game. And I, I listened yeah. to the, the Sport Sound podcast, which is just like the radio, they cut it, put it in a podcast. Um, and they were all singing Haring's praises, like in a man of the match contender stuff. And they started commenting again on when we were strolling the league, when it was him and Ollie Lee and looking back to his best, something we spoke about quite a lot. He certainly I, has his moments, doesn't he? The, well, that was in the same formation um, that that we play now. That four, two, three, one. When he when he was doing really well, so mm-hmm. maybe that's the the formation that suits him. But I think he's quality. I would love it if he resigned soon, please. The fact that there's not been a lot of chat about him speaking to other clubs or or having any agreements does make me a wee bit hopeful because I think I think he would be. Foolish not to be if Hearts had no sort of um, aims or, or goals to re-sign him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So right. hopefully he, he gets signed down. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that although we do want McInef to play, that we do have a lot of good options. Like, and we can change the way we want to play. Um, and having Haran, Benny, Devlin, all these central players, it, it is good. Mm-hmm. It just shows you now, with these injuries, we need the depth. Um, I, well, I'm still worried about them. Like, yeah. That's it. And then in Europe, when we are in Europe next season, yes. that's an extra eight games at least. So, I know, but think about how good the player we can attract when we're in the Europa League. <clears throat> Somebody better than Peter Haring. Barrio Balotelli. <laughs> Barrio, <laughs> Barrio Balotelli. <laughs> um, aye, but you, you've got to think that we'll, we'll, um, we'll bring some players in in the summer, especially if we've got that European campaign. But I am excited. I'm excited. It's like a good time to be a Hearts fan. It seems to be going well. And I don't want to comment any other way because I feel like I'll jinx it. We have come a long way, haven't we? And you think when we started this podcast, back when it was called something which we don't even want to <laughs> mention anymore, um, and we were literally in court, didn't even know what division we were going to be in. We were going to get relegated and things were a shambles. How far we have come is quite incredible and quite a short space of time, really, isn't it? I know, and can I just, wonder... Can we just clarify that Hearts were in court and we personally weren't? <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder what's, what's changed. Like, who's left since all that sort of stuff? <laughs> Daniel Stendhal. Oh, no. Yeah, him as well, hi. <laughs> Greg Levine, John Murray. John I... Murray especially. Doesn't he get enough stick? It, like, the, retur- to... the return can... of the club legend. <laughs> You can smell like the charity shop smell for those like names. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. that sort of dust, like just fucking hell, man. It's not been, nothing's happened in here in a while, eh? No. Joel Savage has brought sex appeal to Gorgie. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be Prada and Gucci stores on Gorgie Road soon. <laughs> oh, aye. <laughs> oh, um, I can't even remember too much. <laughs> um, I've watched the highlights once. But uh, Cameron, Nathaniel Atkinson, uh, quote unquote, he's not a defender. He did have his arse ripped for toilet paper by Jordan Jones, but that's because he's an incredible footballer. But he, he, looked, he looked great going forward again, didn't he? I think this is the thing. Like, uh, Apart from that first game where he came on, um, against Celtic and he gave the ball away going forward but I think that was literally just kind of nerves being in there first five minutes he's always looked really good going forward outside of that mm. um, I just like it, it doesn't seem like a natural fit at the back for me um, but I think he's a great option I do I just I, I'm not completely sure about the position he's playing I yeah. think I think he looks quality at right back well, the bizarre Maybe, thing when is, was the last time you mentioned Taylor Moore? Do you know what I mean? Like, when was the last time we even spoke, thought about Michael Smith? Uh, bizarrely, Atkinson's been better in a back four than as a wing back, which is yeah. most definitely what he was signed to be. Aye, I think but he's I think, a much better right back. I think we maybe just look better with a back four as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Halkett kind of came back at the same time. He's got a player's role in that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I've kind of went from thinking like Atkinson's not going to make it 
at Hearts to thinking like, aye, you're you're no bad and you've got loads of potential. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think you can see that he he needs to adjust to the game in Scotland, as almost everyone who travels to a league across the other side of the world would. Mm-hmm. And he, he needs to put on a bit of weight, but he's still a young boy, so he's, he'll still grow. So it's fine. Aye. It worked great as well. Aye. Aye, he's a very fit young man. He's got the, the intangibles that you would look for in a young player. He's got things, he, there's areas that is clear development um, for for him. And he's got like the sort of athleticism and the work rate. He seems to be pretty level-headed. I don't see him fucking being a bit of a bam outside of football. Mm-hmm. So no. hopefully he's good. A club legend like Robbie Nielsen can train him up to be the best right <laughs> back in the league as well. So if that's all it takes to be a club legend, there's a very low bar. <laughs> Who knows this podcast in 10 years' time will be saying Nathaniel Atkinson, Club Legend. Um it's got one Scottish Cup medal. Um and one Scottish Cup Scottish Cup. <laughs> legend. Uh Craig Halkett potentially had his best game for hearts <laughs> at the weekend. Aye, it just feels like anything that comes near the box is just getting sent back. Him at set pieces um, in an R box, in their box. He, he reads the game really well. He's just great. He's great. Aye, he's building right now. Him and it's a shame we haven't got more of him and Suter this season. It seems that one of them's always fucking out. Hmm. But when they're in together, you must feel so so like confident if you're like Craig Gordon or if you're one of the centre mids knowing that them two are playing behind you or in front of you. Yeah. It was funny, but in the, in the championships, remember we were saying Hauke was he had a, a bad season in the championship, but he'd done a lot better when Suter came back. Yeah. And it was like, well, that's good. Then he can, he's class when he's playing alongside him. But now it's like maybe he's just... Um, stepped up his game or he's had a, a mentality shift because it, it now looks like for Craig Halkett, you're going, I'm going to fill his boots. I'll I'll look after the defence now in absence of Suter. And I would have never in a million years thought he had that in him at the start of the season. Aye, well, he got to the age where he was probably thinking that um, he had areas that he was working on and he got to age 27 and then, is he, what, like 26 now? 26. 26, yeah. So he got to that age and He's been his whole career has been working to try and get to this point, so he'll have goals and whatever. And now it's time for him to develop further and sort of be that leader that you're talking about. And I think, I think he's taken it in his stride, and he looks like he could be mm-hmm. the sort of stalwart at centre back that we thought he was going to be. Yeah, and fucking fair play to him. Like I entirely wrote him off. I would have been happy to have never seen him. Oh no, way, Jarvie. <laughs> and I know Paddy was the same. <laughs> um, some other other ones on the podcast. Then he is con- entirely. T- but that's, I'm not alone in that. Like a, a huge chunk of the fan base fought the same thing about Halkett. He, he did have a bad season last season, but I think for a lot of players, a lot of judgment was reserved just because it was a fucking shite season, man. It was a <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Liam Boyce is a ten. <clears throat> it, should we just leave him there forever? No issues yet. It allows Barry Mackay to sort of pick up the ball in other areas that maybe Liam Boyce sort of gets in the way when he plays them, them both up, up, out and out up front. Um, but it's good, yeah. Good. Um, Cameron, 
Uh, that that's the mirror goal. To be fair to it, like you said, it was a smashing goal. Could, could Craig Gordon have saved that? But I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's harsh. Like I do. It's I think you've just got to accept some of them at times, and that is it's a it's an absolute beauty of a hit. Yeah, I think. Oh, the I feel like he could see it. See it. He could see it the full way, right? And it, it's only about a meter away from. Him. Surely, if he's on his toes, he can move his feet and at least fucking move towards that. <laughs> Unreal. Am I being harsh? <laughs> Very high. It Who's was Harry? a fucking screamer. Like it obviously was an absolute screamer, but it's because Craig Gordon didn't save it. I'm I'm scoring screamers for the halfway line if the keeper lets him go in. <laughs> that, that goal, <laughs> well, see from the angle in that that goal was from like about forty yards. It wasn't. He was like facing the corner flag, man. Yeah, he, he had no right going for that. It's outrageous. Um, now, Still lost, where's... so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Aye, the goal means fuck all, and that moment for them also means fuck all, which is hilarious. Yeah. I'm glad I was down the other end, so I couldn't really see it properly. Yeah, was it down was, the other end? It was down our oh, end, it was, it was right in front of us. <laughs> oh my god! Um, aye, probably the hearts. Eh? I'm definitely driving to the semi-final. <laughs> It was my birthday as well, to be fair. And Simon's birthday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, aye, not much else to say, but I'd imagine for a neutral, that's what a, a Scottish Cup game is all about. Eh? What, a, what a game of football. Aye, I didn't, I've not watched the Rangers game, but I, I did watch the game and I thought both games were quite good, apart from the, the referees trying to ruin them. But um, I thought they were good adverts for Scottish football. And, yeah. Uh, I loved it. Um, the the poor linesman. I do remember that Cameron. <laughs> hey, you know, for ninety minutes, some terrible things said. <laughs> um, what's the latest on Celtic? They winning still one 0 two. Still, still, still one 0 Still one 0 So we're looking at at the the top four in the semis. Um. Well, looking ahead, not not too far uh, to this weekend. We've got Livingston on Saturday. At, Saturday, aye? yeah, yep. Saturday at three o'clock. We just played them. You can. It'll be a wee tight, shitty game because it's Livingston. We should win it. Uh, Cameron, buy or sell? Buy or sell? Um, so I'll get to the point. I can't actually fully score last week's one because when I set them. I didn't really think about the fact that we'd be recording before the draw for the next round. So <laughs> an Edinburgh Derby semi-final may or may not happen as the sirens blare past my window. Sharon! <laughs> yeah, so the, the Edinburgh Derby semi-final may or may not happen. But um, the other three, I can tell you that Hearts did get the job done in 90 minutes. Uh, nice one, Hammy. Um, the hearts, hearts over 1.5 goals and a red card for either side did not come in and the only person that bought that was Jarvie because he was in Turkey <laughs> um, and then the, the possession one I was surprised by this I, I, I'd set the line at 59.5 it was 50-50 so um, yes yeah, Simon was the only one that sold that so where we're sat at the moment is um, Simon's on three 
myself, Paddy, Twitter and Instagram on two, and Hammy and Javi on one. Now, on two this weekend, and back down to earth, Livingston, as you said, in the league, um, getting through these games now where we kind of want to just tie up third place. And uh, I know where we're all at now is our heads, Scottish Cup semi-final, but these just as important, really, because we put all the work into the season, you want to see it through. So, first question. Aaron McInef, to start, believe it or not. Sell. 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 I want him to start. I would love to see him in the lineup, but I just don't think that he will be. There's you know, been absolutely no indication. He's come on and scored off the bench before, and then it, I've mean, no, no seen him for about fucking three months. I've seen but, Super Sub mentioned a lot as well, so... Aye. I'm well, so that was very disappointing, gents. I'm, I'm buying it. I, I feel like you have to, after that performance. Paddy? Sell. Oh. <laughs> right. Well, fine. Um, now, the 0-0 Cup game was the last game we played against Livingston. Um Wonderful tie, went on for about three days. Um, and the possession, a possession rate in that was 60%, so over 59 and a half again this week. Sell. 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 I'm going to buy that. I am going to buy it as well. Um, carrying on from the weekend, obviously... Had two holding midfielders score goals and, and Ben and Harren. So either of them to score again against Levy. Sell. <laughs> Sell. I'll be selling that. Benny will um, never score again. Imagine this well, is that, just the, the keg unlocked. <laughs> ten well, and that ten will be sells across the board then. And then <laughs> the final one for the game at the weekend. Now Hearts have kept three clean sheets versus Livy already this season with the two games in the league and then the game in the cup. So, yeah, a fourth clean sheet. It's interesting. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm going to buy that, yeah. That buys um, across the board. I'll sell that. Oh, okay. You might, might be due a bit of a come down after Saturday night, to be fair, but let's see. Uh, aye, I will, I will update you next week and I'll, we'll see if we're in our Edinburgh Derby semi-final by then as well. We won't be. We'll be playing Celtic, let's be honest. <laughs> you just went 2-0 up. Oh, 2-0, aye. <laughs> Keeper really. dropped it right into the feet of a Celtic player. Oh, conspiracy. I think so. Good. Um, <clears throat> well, thank you very much, boys. Um, and thanks to Padman Productions for putting all of this together. Uh, you rest up that bad wee COVID throat of yours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with Buy or Sell while you're at it. We are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave us a generous star rating. And if you enjoy the show, even some polite words. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon.
definitely a club legend. 